Thank you for joining us on the Tenable podcast by Arrow. Uh, this is the operational technology one with Chris Baker from Tenable. Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, James. So uh, my name is Chris Baker. I'm an OT territory manager in the uh, EMEA team. Perfect. And I'm James Cable, the business manager at Arrow uh, for Tenable. And today we'd just like to introduce um, a couple of concepts for OT and, and what that means. So I think firstly, Chris, would you like to just explain what an OT environment uh, consists of and how it's different to a traditional IT estate? Sure. So if we think OT or operational technology is uh, uh, normally associated with uh, uh, something that either makes or, uh, or controls a physical process. So in this context, you would talk about utilities or a manufacturing process and then an environment, say, in manufacturing where you know, you're thinking the physical production line, you know, the, you know, the actual uh, processes and the, uh, you know, th you think of a car manufacturing line, the ro uh, robots doing the welding and the paint, uh, the painting and so on. So that's what we define from an o o OT uh, uh, perspective, if you, if, you, if you picture that. In terms of how that is different uh, uh, from a traditional IT estate, which everybody's very familiar with, is that there are, there are a few different key, uh, key, uh, key differences with this. And that's down to one, what an OT environment is um, more concerned with versus IT. So when I say that, you know, IT is very much around confidentiality and integrity, and then and then um, uh, availability of, of, of obviously data. So you know, there, uh, IT is more concerned with securing that, that uh, you know that, that specific data in that environment. And you would be thinking, you know, um, IT equipment like routers, switches, servers. Uh, anything with an IP address, basically. In OT, it's completely flipped on its head, where actually the, the number one, uh, um, I, I, I suppose, um, uh, factor is that they are concerned with safety and availability first. So you have to think from a, uh, uh, from a, a process and mentality point that in areas where, say, uh, I don't know, a, uh, a steel manufacturer, for example, where there's obviously a huge safety issue and almost a, a human impact. That is what is the, uh, that is what they're, they're, they're mostly, they're, they are, uh, their primary concern is. And then obviously the availability. So that is continually, to, uh, continually always operational. So, and that brings us to a second difference in the fact that IT is more around it being always, always secured and not necessarily always on. Whereas OT is about being always on um, and not necessarily secured uh, based on history. And there are different types of uh, devices in this. So you'll hear um, terms like PLCs, program logic controllers, HMI, HMIs, human machine interfaces, and, and DTS and SCADA, and, and, lo and lots of other acronyms. So it's a very different environment. Um, and, and, and that really sort of is translated into where an IT life cycle is, you know, 24 to 36 months, uh, you know, in terms of sort of a refresh of service, for example, or desktops. In OT, you're talking 10 to 20 years. Because of the, uh, uh, the cost and the processes and effort that these machines, uh, these, pro uh, the, the, you know, these devices will be there for a very long time, um, which 
uh, uh, brings its own uh, own challenges. So you've mentioned a couple of um, sectors there like manufacturing and um, utilities. Is there a specific sector that this would appeal to or are there multiple areas where this would benefit customers? Any, I, I guess you know there. Are, you know this will only be applicable to certain industries, but in those industries it'll be very very relevant, right? So you know utilities is is, is obviously part of critical national infrastructure or CNI, but also water. So whether uh, um, you know obviously whether that's the grey or, or or the clear, um, but then you have oil and gas, and obviously manufacturing has its own sort of subsections like automotive pharma, food, you know, there is obviously lots in it within that space, but actually where people maybe don't, maybe not necessarily think um, outside of those, I say, obvious ones are things like transport. So ships, rail, ports, they all have operational technology within it. So if you think about ports, you think of the ma those massive crane systems moving around uh, uh, the containers, uh, rail, so the, you know, the, um, the actual, um, uh, um, signaling systems, the actual trains themselves from, uh, from that point, and ships, obviously, the power systems, for example. But then you also have probably, I would say, uh, the more niche use cases around sort of uh, buildings. So what we call as building management systems or HVAC systems, so the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. So they are all controlled by a process uh, and controlled using uh, uh, um, not only IT, but also OT, uh, um, uh, OT controls in, in those environments. Thanks. That's um, a very wide range. Uh, and like you say, there's some obvious ones there and some not so obvious ones. Another point that I'd like to pick up on from your uh, initial um, overview of an OT environment is the challenges. So one of the things you mentioned was um, always on. Uh, and that obviously seems to be quite a critical point. Are there other challenges that OT environments face today? So if you look at, I, I suppose, at, you know, I suppose the history of this, typically these environments have been very much siloed. So, um, you know, the way of securing was just not to let it be connected to the, to, to the you, know, you know, to the wider world, right? Um, and, and obviously, you know, you've got, I've mentioned that whole lifespan. So generally, you, that this, in, this inherently made um, uh, knock-on effects. So when we talk about this, you know, it means that generally it's not being designed with security in mind. So um, what we're seeing is at the moment is, is organizations looking to connect these environments to, to you know, to, the, to, to IT environments and to get data out of, the, out of this to be able to make more informed, you know, better informed decisions, things like predictive maintenance and and uh, being able to do um, uh, manufacturing as a service and so, and, and so on. And essentially, it's you know, the term you'll, you'll hear is Industry 4.0. What that really is is digitization. The issue with that is, is that you've got these environments have been traditionally siloed where they will often have probably, in most, in most cases, just a firewall between the IT and OT network, which is being deemed good enough for a while because nothing else was really connecting out. But what's happening now is obviously you have this I issue where um, data is needed to be uh, um, being taken from this environment to be able to be processed. 
to uh, improve efficiencies within uh, and, 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 and basically to, 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 uh, to make um, competitive advantages. Um, but the issue you've got is, is that this environment has been insecure by design. So what we refer to that as being is typically flat networks, um, insecure protocols. So when I'm talking about those PLCs and HMIs and so on, they will be often made by people like Siemens, Snyder, ABB, you know, these sorts, you know, these sorts of, you know, huge organizations which we probably traditionally haven't dealt with in an IT world but they've never really had those um, uh, th- those um, uh, I suppose protocols and those devices built with security in mind um, and then you know you obviously got the issue of obviously the lifespan where uh, legacy is a massive problem within these environments you know you will see it will XP, I've seen Windows NT in some environments it's it, it you know it, it, it's a plethora of everything and legacy is a huge problem within that. Um, and, and because it's been always siloed, there's always been the issue where there's a lack of visibility. And, that, and, and that's in terms of assets or what the protocols are or what's communication with what and, and, and then also threat. And, and then it also comes down to, you know, what is changing? You know, how, you know what, what has changed and why does that change? And, and, and if you've got to think in terms of the IT world, this stuff is pretty standard in terms of being able to do net, um, um, asset discovery, uh, threat monitoring, uh, network monitoring, and, and, and so on. And, and you know, you've got to think, OT, the OT world is about 20 years behind. So they're only just embarking in this area. Thanks, Chris. And with Tenable Solutions, is there now an integration? You, you mentioned about the visibility of the IT network and the OT network. Is there an integration between the two so that um, organisations can see their cyber exposure at a glance? Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've got to look at this in terms of, I, I suppose there's a misconception that in an OT environment, it's just OT. But actually there is a lot of IT within an OT environment um, and you know, everybody is just thought in the path that well because it's um, behind the firewall in the OT network that that's the OT uh, the, that's the OT uh, departments or the manufacturing departments for example um, uh, um, area of concern and not, and not anybody else's but actually there's a lot of IT in, in, in that environment where you've got systems that are using Windows, uh, predominantly Windows-based systems to input, say, a HMI, which essentially would control, a, uh, it would be an input for a process. Um, you tell it to make this change, and that's what it is. It's essentially it's a computer connected up to a controller. Um, and that will probably have a, a Windows XP or Windows 7, uh, uh, knowing those type of environments. But then you have servers and switches and servers running to things like ERP systems and so on. So it's, there is actually a lot of IT within, within the OT. The challenge is, is that you you need to be able to uh, to be able to safely gather that uh, uh, that uh, um, that, uh, that visibility through asset detection and obviously understand the protocols and what the threats are in, in, in a very safe way, because these devices are are not um, as powerful as IT devices, so these these PLCs and so on. So if you're trying to do a traditional scan or anything like that. It'll just knock them over. It just it just takes out takes out. Uh, it will take a whole production line, for example. So you need to be able to safely gather this information for the very specific OT devices, but then also have a converged view of the IT environment, and and that's where Tenable has been has been able to um, 
uh, a show, I, I suppose it's, it's key differentiator there because it has the pedigree from an IT perspective, which everybody knows and loves us for, but then from an OT part, we have, we have a platform that is specifically designed with that safety in, uh, in, in mind. Thank you, Chris. And I'd just like to kind of round this off now with an example. So you're customer facing, you're, you're talking to customers on a regular basis. Um, what I'd like to do for our partners out there is just run through a quick example that you've had a conversation and where OT has started to alleviate some of the issues that uh, the customers have had. I think I think a lot of the customers have common challenges, right? But if we take a, um, I would say a, a, a recent uh, um, engagement we're doing actually in a coal mine, um, and, and this is out, 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 out in Europe, what they had an issue was is that they assumed what they thought they had, which was say, I think it was about 400 devices. But when we put our system in, we ended up finding 1500. Because uh, and, and that and that really is a you know, a fundamental understanding in terms of what you know understanding what they have, um, and because quite frankly you can't make any risk-based decisions, can't look to do anything proactive in terms of obviously being able to put preventative uh, measures in if you don't know what you have, and this is a fairly common challenge with a lot of all the uh, a lot of organisations is is that they know there's a problem. They just don't know how to uh, how to address it because they don't have that visibility. Um, there are very there are some very specific specific niche use cases. We have a, a semiconductor company in 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 Europe, but we protect specifically the HVAC systems because if that system gets taken down for whatever reason, it takes nine weeks uh, for them to uh, clean out that room. Uh, and obviously, with the um, chips being incredibly uh, um, um, in short uh, supply at the moment, uh, nine uh, nine weeks for taking out of a uh, uh, to take down the system to clean it um, is it, just not acceptable, right? So it, it's you, you you've then got to think at the moment you've got the whole geopolitical situations where utilities is you know directly or indirectly being targeted um, because of what's going uh, going on in the world at the moment. So. Yeah, they need to have that threat monitoring and understanding what their risk is and where and where and where they, where they need to, put to to protect. So, it's um, it, for for us, the, the the you know we're able to give that complete visibility of both the OT and the IT uh, IT assets. Thank you very much, Chris. So, if you would like to know any more or would like to have a conversation with Chris in a bit more detail of where Tenable can help your customers, then please feel free to get in touch. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you very much, James.